Welcome to number three of 12-part series, The Entrepreneur's Ultimate Toolkit, presented by VastSolutionsGroup.com. My name is Kenner French. I'm an executive at the company, and we are here to help entrepreneurs get better at what they do. Number one, we help them with their taxes, mitigating their taxes, also help them towards retirement, utilizing artificial intelligence as a means to helping them do those two things. And what we're talking about specifically today, what are the various forms of business ownership? This obviously is part of what we do, helping clients, usually entrepreneurs, small business owners, to put together their entities so they're helpful for their taxes, lowering their taxes, and also for asset protection, making sure they're taken care of when it comes to lawsuits, etc. You know, what are the advantages and disadvantages for each of the business entity types? As a business grows, its structural needs may change. Changing the structure of your business will have long-term implications, so consult with an accountant and attorney to help you select the form of ownership. But also, that's what we do. We have uh, accountants in-house. We have attorneys who are in different entities who help us to help you, the business owner. Now, but still, we always say it's not a bad thing to go out and talk to other accountants and attorneys. Usually what happens, people have us come in after they have been consulting with an accountant or attorney and they're stuck because we specialize in working with entrepreneurs. Now, in making a choice of the entity type, you'll want to take into account a number of things. Number one, your vision regarding the size and nature of your business. That has true implications on the entity type. The level of control you wish to have, the level of structure you're willing to manage, the business's vulnerability to lawsuits, tax implications of the different ownership structures, and expected profit and loss of the business. Now, what I should say is this being the third installment of the Entrepreneur's Ultimate Toolkit, we're going over very specific elements for the business owner. The really business owner now, at first, the first part of this series, we're talking about kind of ideas, turning them into business. Then we talked about kind of pricing in uh, the second installment. And finally, now we're really talking about the entity. We're really talking about getting down and dirty as an entrepreneur. Now, let's go over an overview of the four basic legal forms of ownership for small businesses. There's typically sole proprietorships. Those are the most common right now, I'd say in general. Um, they've been around the longest as an example. Partnerships, corporations, and limited liability companies. Uh, number one, sole proprietorships. The vast majority of small businesses start out as sole proprietorships. These, quote, firms are owned by one person, usually the individual has day-to-day -day responsibility for running the business. Sole props, as they're called, own all the assets of the business and the profits generated by it. They also assume complete responsibility for any of its liabilities or debts. In the eyes of the law and the public, the owner, let's say you, the listener, you are the business. So if you have, let's say, a house that you own personally, let's say you also own a business that you own personally, those are both all under the sole proprietorship. Number two, the partnerships. In a partnership, two or more people share ownership of a single business. Like proprietorships, the law does not distinguish between the business and its owners. The partners should have a legal agreement that sets forth how decisions will be made, profits will be shared, disputes will be resolved, how future partners will be admitted to that partnership, how 
partners can be bought out or what steps will be taken to dissolve the partnership when or if it's needed. Yes, it's hard to think about a quote breakup when the business is just getting started, but many partnerships split up down the road in times of crisis and et cetera. Unless there's a defined process, there will, well, there's even potential greater problems down the road. They also must decide upfront how much time and capital each will contribute. Number three, corporations or corps. A corp is chartered by the state in which it's headquartered. It's considered by law to be a unique entity, separate and apart from those who own it. A corporation can be taxed, it can be sued, it can enter into contractual agreements. The owners of a corporation are its shareholders. The shareholders elect a board of directors to oversee the major policies and decisions. The corporation has a life of its own and does not dissolve when ownership changes. Subchapter S-Corps or sometimes you'll hear S-Corps, are they're a tax election only entity. This form of ownership enables the shareholders to treat the earnings and profits as distributions and have them pass through directly to their personal tax return. The catch here is that the shareholder, if working for the company, must pay his or her wages if there's profit, and those wages must meet standards of reasonable compensation. This can vary by geographical region, even as occupation, industry, etc. But the basic rule is just pay yourself what you would have to pay someone else to do your job, as long as there's enough profit, that is. If you do not do this, the IRS can reclassify all of their earnings and profit as wages, and you will be liable for the payroll taxes on the entire amount. Now, limited liability companies, or sometimes they're called LLCs. The LLC, it's a relatively new type of hybrid business structure that is now permissible in most states. It's designed to provide the limited liability features of a corporation and the tax efficiencies and operational flexibility of a partnership. Formation is more complex and formal than that of a general partnership. The owners are what's called members, and the duration of the LLC is usually determined when the organizational papers are filed. The time limit can be continued if desired by a vote of the members of the, at the time of the expiration. LLCs must not have more than two of the four characteristics that define a corporation. Limited liability to the extent of assets, continuity of life, centralization of management, and free transferability of ownership interest, as an example. There are many options available in today's for today's business owner in the marketplace, but determining the appropriate form of business ownership can be greatly complicated. As such, we bring in attorneys specifically who are um, um, strategic alliances with our company. We have one on staff, actually we have three on staff uh, to help us go through all the specifics as it relates to entities. We're gonna go over a little bit more in depth later about um, things called buy sells and uh, much more complicated things that we're going to go about later. Uh, actually, you know what we're going to do? Why don't we go over a couple different little types of buy-sells just so we have a kind of a flavor as we go into the latter parts of the series. Let's talk about two main types of buy-sell agreements commonly used by businesses. One, a cross-purchase agreement. In a cross-purchase agreement, key employees have the opportunity to buy the ownership interest of a disabled or deceased key employee. Each key employee takes out a policy on each of the other employees. Cross-purchase agreements tend to be used in smaller companies where there are not too many 
key employees to cover. For example, if a business has three partners, each partner will take out two cross-purchase agreements to cover the other partners for a total of six cross-purchase agreements. The second, stock redemption agreement. A stock redemption agreement, it's a formal agreement between each of the key employees and the business itself under which the business agrees to purchase the stock of the deceased or disabled key employees. Key employees agree to sell their shares of the company, often in exchange for a cash value. Usually, the funding of these things called buy-sells are usually based on life insurance. When purchasing a life insurance or disability policy in order to fund a buy-sell agreement, you know that option is really helping to prepare for the future life insurance. It enables a buy-sell to be funded with premium payments and attempts to ensure that funds will be available when they're needed down the road. Now, we can get a lot more specific. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about um, uh, cross-purchase agreements and uh, key person insurance, et cetera, down the road, because that is a vital part of an entrepreneur's ultimate toolkit. So you, the entrepreneur, understands the component about leaving a legacy. Once again, this is Kenner French for VastSolutionsGroup.com. Hopefully this has been of value. We have a, a number of things we're going to be going over. They're going to add a lot of value to you as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, so you will be better prepared to fight in this competitive world that is today's business. Once again, Kenner French of VastSolutionsGroup.com.